What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, the podcast, episode 254. Once again, the greatest cast in all of podcasting has reconvened to talk that stuff. That stuff. Now, when I want to know what's going on with the New York City transit scene, and believe me, there's a lot going on. Trains are just going buck wild. Uh, there's no expert I trust more than uh, my favorite uh, transit worker, my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? Man, I'm feeling good, and it's great to be here with my family once again. And when I want to talk local TV news, news in general, who do I go to other than my favorite director, who happens to be my favorite brother, Mr. Mark Powell's in the house. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? And when I want to talk local, New York City real estate, there is absolutely nobody I trust. Or even if I want to have a word with God, nobody I trust more <laughs> than Bishop Eddie Kane Jr. World calls him Derek Powell. I simply call him my cousin. What's going on, DP? Everything is good. Always good to be in the cipher with you cats. How you guys doing? Well, good. We're good. Uh, you know, uh, lots going on in the world. The world is actually, you know, we're just on the on the brink of World War Three at this point. You know, uh, you know, the Middle East is 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 going totally out of control. Maybe we'll talk about that later on. Uh, NBA season is upon us. We can talk about that. Uh, I'm tired of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I know somebody doesn't want to talk about it, but I got to talk about it because I'm tired of seeing it. Uh, and my beloved Brooklyn. My beloved Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, is being sold out from under the people that made it what it is. Um, downtown Brooklyn. And I'm not just saying it's downtown Brooklyn, but it seems like uh, all of New York City has suddenly become a place where people that grew up here can no longer afford to live. Uh, excuse uh, me, Anthony. It's not downtown Brooklyn. It's downtown Manhattan. Okay. Downtown Manhattan over the bridge. Uh, you know, Manhattan is invaded because this is this is true everywhere. Everywhere I look, if you go to the Bronx, the South Bronx, nothing but high rises, and they're not 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 high rise condos, but high rise luxury apartments for lease. Yeah. Um, if you go to Long Island City, the same thing, nothing but high rise. You can't even tell if you if you're flying in and you've never been to New York City before and you don't know the the demarcation lines for each borough, you wouldn't know where Manhattan in ends. And Long Island City begins, or the South Bronx begins, or now downtown Brooklyn begins. Apparently, uh, they're building on Rockwell Place, a place to keep those from his youth. Um, in Fort Greene, Brooklyn, they're building a 38-story. Let me say that again. A 38-story high-rise in Brooklyn. Brooklyn has never been known for high rises. They, you know, they, they pass some tall apartment buildings, you know, you know, with some of the city housing. You can get up to about twenty floors, but we're talking about thirty-eight stories, casting a shadow on Fort Greene. You know what? I feel sorry for the people who have to stay in Brooklyn Hospital because their vision and sight will be gone. And you know, we grew up in Brooklyn. I, I drove the bus down there for years and it was always Brooklyn. And I used to hear people talk, you know, they're going to turn this into like little Manhattan and they're going to build these giant skyscrapers and stuff. And actuality, they're doing it. If you go downtown now, you go on Fulton Street or on Livingston, they have these tall buildings. But you're talking about 38 stories? 
that they're priced in Brooklyn now. Who's gonna who's gonna actually move into these luxury apartments? People are barely getting by now, struggling just to survive. Who's gonna pay for this stuff? Well, or are they gonna be like in Manhattan, empty buildings with nobody in there? Well, that's that's a good question because what's what I I see is happening. Part of what what people don't realize about gentrification, I'm, I'm gonna go to you next, Derek, because uh, this is your area. What people don't know, know about gentrification is you have people who come from outside of New York City. They come from wherever they come from, Pennsylvania, the Midwest, wherever they come from. And just the idea of living in, in the city is, is exciting. And the idea of getting an apartment in Brooklyn is exciting. And so what they do in, invariably is they drive the rents up artificially because they just want to get an apartment. They, you know, they'll drive the rents up not knowing that you shouldn't be paying $3,000 or $3,500 or $4,000 for for 500-square-foot studio you should and do a diabetic style. You shouldn't be paying that much, but they'll pay it. And so what happens is, is to your point, Keith, the people that lived in those neighborhoods are suddenly getting priced out. So when the landlord can get $4,000 for a 500-square-foot studio, and you've been paying in, in, in that same building. You've been there for a minute. You've been paying whatever. Uh, they pri- they say, well, you know, I, I'm not sure how the le- real estate law works, but they can raise the they raise the rent, and suddenly you're priced out of where you've been your whole life. Uh, and, and and this is happening all over. It's happening in Queens. It's happening in every borough. That's what I'm saying. If you go to the, the South Bronx, literally right over the over the Madison Avenue Bridge. And you look to your left, there's nothing but skyscrapers. I'm like, wait a second, do y'all know y'all in the South Bronx? And they got luxury buildings in the South Bronx. Place used to be on fire. Used to be like, you know, uh, <laughs> used to, yeah, it used to be Bronx like, is you know, yeah, every <laughs> Bronx is burning. That, that used to be a thing. I mean, you know, Bronx. leader one gangs, the Warriors, the whole nine yards. That was the South Bronx. Now they got luxury skyscrapers. Uh, 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 what, what has happened, um, and, and, and folks got to understand, and you guys know, if you're building a building on Rockwell Place, I'm not saying I'm for it, and I'm not saying I'm against it, but you got the 38 on both sides, that's the bus route. That's the Deca- They literally added the DeKalb Avenue train station right there on Flatbush and DeKalb, right? Right, right? You got the Manhattan Bridge. You got the Brooklyn Bridge. You could walk to all that. You go to Hoyton Skimmerhorn, you get the A. If you feel like getting some more steps in, you go over to J Street and you get the F. You know, and you, you know, it's just too many options for folks down there, transportation-wise. Why for me, it makes it, you know, it's a good decision. And then these, unlike us, these folks are definitely willing to get a roommate. And saddle up and split the rent just to say, I live downtown Brooklyn and what's across the street from it. You got Brooklyn Hospital. Then you also got Long Island University, my alma mater. Let's go Blackbirds. And from what I'm hearing is when I was when I was in school, we played directly across the street from where this building's um, growing, uh, coming up at. And it was the Paramount. I'm hearing that the Paramount is either sold or it's in the process of being sold, which is right across the street from where this building is, and it's prime real estate. The only thing that's going to look familiar down there and it's vacant still is that dime saving back uh, building. 
There's no dime saving bank in there, but you can't tear the building down because it's a landmark. I thought the Paramount was a wasn't the Paramount a landmark at one point? Yeah, the, yeah, but I think um on the inside they're gonna be building some sort of condos or something. Oh boy. Remember the Paramount used to be the theater. Right. In there right. is where we played. I played there from 81 to 85. To this day, that is the reason why I don't get cold because they can never really heat a gym that size. It's just not gonna goddamn happen. So when you practice it in a place like that, it's like, what the fuck is going on in here, man? You know, this is college. But you're in there freezing, you play in your sweats, and you get used to it after a while. But they're supposed to be building some sort of condos within it, not tearing it down, but within it. And uh, they're going to make some money. But it's prime. Look at those corners. And the only thing is, Juniors is still there. They're right. holding on. They have, you know, you keep hearing rumors they're selling out. They're still on the Calvin Flatbush. I, think, the they might stay, I think they might be able to stay for the same reasons. I think they're historical landmark. Oh, juniors. Okay. Okay. I, I think they might be able, yeah. And if they're not and they want to stay, they can claim, you know, landmark status, and which point they'll just have to say, okay, fine, y'all can stay. And for them, it's a win-win. You know, they can they can change the menu and upscale it up and you know and 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 beat these people in the head because that's where you're gonna go eat. That 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 could be the new spot. Yeah, I yeah, think that's it's gonna be the spot because right. it's right across the street. And then what's up the block? You got the Barclays. Right. The stadium, you can go. To the stadium, walk from home, come back to your crib. It's it's just, I mean, it's, it's really, prime. really it's a good really. piece of <laughs> property down there. But the congestion, oh my god! Before the building was there, it was hell getting past the Calvin Flatbush. I don't know right. how they're gonna do it now. It's it's. You think about this, Derek. Like you said, you got Long Island Railroad. You got the thirty-eight bus, twenty-six, yep. twenty-five, fifty-two, yep. forty-one. Mm-hmm. You got the 45, 61, mm-hmm. 57. These are all the buses that run within that area. Yeah, why wouldn't but, you do it? Yeah, now you go back up further by Lafayette. Remember Frank's used to be there, the club Frank? Sure. They yeah. took that away. Then they used to have another club right there between on Fulton, between Ashland and uh, I've got the little street there. So all those things are gone. Remember they used to have a hotel over there that they used to ha- house uh people who was homeless and they had a liquor store. I remember because the kids used to be running up and down the block at 12 o'clock at night and the parties be going on at Rockwood, which I used to be there, you know, on a regular basis, you know, that's my spot, but they have taken Brooklyn, downtown Brooklyn. You could go as far as past Lafayette to um, green Avenue and just switch everything over. Everything is just gone. So I was, what, we, what we knew as kids is gone, man. Just but gone. You know what? As a middle-aged man, I'm real comfortable walking around there. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you this, at my age, I would not have walked around there if the times were the same way it was when I grew up there at this age, but I'm very comfortable walking around there. I, it's like I'm a tourist. I love it. No, you know, you, I'm glad, it's funny you say that because I, I went to see our auntie the other day, Saturday, um, and I, you know, I, uh, uh, so I, you know, I drove, and I just had to stop by, drop some paperwork off, and then keep it, keep it moving. And so, I drive up. Uh, I was on Lafayette. No, yeah, I drive up. I drive up Lafayette mm-hmm. to Franklin. Mm-hmm. You know, I make the right because I want to get back home. I'm going back mm-hmm. to Queens. I want to get back home, and I'm saying, you know. I'm so used to to one type of neighborhood, and I turned down Franklin Avenue to go nice. up, 
Yeah, no, I couldn't believe it. I was yeah. like, wait a second, what happened here? Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm looking, I keep looking, and, and it wasn't like a block. No. It was like it all up in it. It was like, wow, what happened down here? What, what's what's going on? Streets are nice. You know, like you <laughs> say, people walking there, walking there, they're yes. designer dogs. Yes. You know, just chilling, sitting on the stoops. I'm yeah. like, y'all sitting I'm outside? You ain't worried about the gunfire? No, 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 no. And let me be clear: it goes all the way up to Eastern Parkway like that on Franklin. Mm-hmm. You got to cross Atlantic Avenue. Let me tell you something: people sitting outside, little bistros, you know, having you know pizza and slices and stuff like that. Everybody's very comfortable. It has all type of shops once you get across Atlantic Avenue on Franklin that we know nothing about. Well, here's all the I thing: like from Washington, up, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. All I knew growing up, the shuttle. Was the ride from hell? You get a real ass kicking on that shuttle when you got the Franklin. <laughs> right. That's all I knew about it. And I, I was like, I'm never going past there as a kid. But now I walk all up in there. I feel very comfortable. I'm nice. I'm good. Not. I mean, even even on Atlantic Avenue, once you get past the Armory, once you get past Washington, yes, on Atlantic, it's like, yo, this is what, what is what is this? Mm-hmm. What, what new is world? This? New mm-hmm. world down there, Brooklyn. Like I said, Brooklyn is not not the same anymore. Even if you go up. Further into bed style. Oh, beautiful. It's a different world. I love it. They don't have that, as you say, that gunplay, you know, that's that's further down or, you know, by the projects or something. But within the the neighborhood, rarely anything. They just, I know they had the one incident uh, a couple of weeks ago when, when a young boy uh, stabbed a, uh, a guy down there on Malcolm X and Lafayette. But besides that, it, those people walk the streets like they own it. Ain't like us when we was out there. We got to look around, see who's creeping about, and and get to moving, keep our head on the swivel. These folks just walk around like it's normal. Biggie wouldn't have nothing to talk about now. No. Mm -mm. That neighborhood is gone. Mm -mm. He'd be, yeah, he'd be like, he'd be doing like Fresh Prince raps. I mean, it'd be be all and clean and, you know, no pressure, you know. (laughs) I mean, wow. Yeah, no. So that's what's going on in Brooklyn, man. That, that, That is definitely. A thing that's happening, and, and and I think it's unfortunate because I just feel like, yeah, you want to see the neighborhood change, but I always feel the same way. I say, you know, if they had invested in those neighborhoods before, you know, it's not like we didn't want, you know, a nice place to go to eat, a nice or walk the streets in, in safety. It's not like we didn't want it. It was it wasn't provided. It wasn't it wasn't offered. Nobody cared about you know. Uh, making sure that the sanitation was taken care of. Nobody cared about making sure the street lights, you know, when they got out, you went there and you replaced them. Nobody cared about fixing the potholes or making sure that when your car was broken into, uh, they they put, you know, undercovers to make sure that, uh, you know, they would put a stop to that. And now, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you see the Starbucks go up. Like I've always said it, you know, it, it's like the Wild West, you know, when you see the fort come into a, a certain territory, and if you're Native American, you know it's just about over. Your, your way of life is just about over. So right now, the Starbucks is the new fort. When you see a Starbucks, mm-hmm. group, you know you know it's about to be over. Well, we better hurry to get our monthly. Hey, we better hurry to get our monthly dinner before Brooklyn be gone. Yeah, it's it, it's it's about to be. It's about to be. Um, you know, I I, I really I mean it, it's. I understand progress. I get all of that. I understand that uh, you know things happen, but. Uh, I, I just, 
the idea of them putting a 38-story building down there, and, and you know that that's not going to be the last one. It's going to be the start of a whole nother uh, situation. As I mentioned, Long Island City, if you if you come across the 59th Street Bridge and you're riding across, or if you're riding uh, up the FDR and you look over towards Queens, it, it it's unrecognizable. And if you're riding on, on the Harlem River Drive, and uh, you know, or you're riding FDR, and you and you're going towards the Bronx, and, you know, and you come up to like the Madison Avenue section, or you go over, over uh, uh, the Madison Willis. Avenue Bridge, Willis, yeah, Willis Avenue Bridge, yeah, and you look, you can't, you don't recognize it. I mean, you look <laughs> across the river, you see the sign, the Pepsi Cola sign that used to be there, and you look to the left, and like, what is this? Right. Isn't that still the South Bronx? But guys, didn't New- Brooklyn always have a restriction on certain heights, so you wouldn't block the view of other homes or other properties where people were able to look out because that's the reason people stayed in Brooklyn because you can look from your place and you can see Manhattan or you know around but once these buildings go up that takes away the beauty of the what made Brooklyn right I, you know I'm not even sure about the height restriction then you may be right I don't know Mark was asking the same question earlier but right now it's about the cash these folks that you can't see if you want to you want a view? Remember the view you used to have. This goddamn building coming up, man. <laughs> when you're talking 3500 for a small unit, and it can go all the way up to, you know, eight, $9,000, you can't turn that money away, man. People just got to, you know, have a good memory on how it used to be. But they're going to get that bag, man. That's for real. It's just it's too much money for them to pass up on. Yeah, I guess, you know, it, it, it's, it's funny. I mean, because we, we've lived the whole cycle in terms of our lives. I mean, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in the 70s, everybody fled to the suburbs. Facts. You know, and, and that and that destroyed the um, that destroyed the tax base for the city. That's, you know, the city was going bankrupt at that time. Remember, you know, to, to, uh, Koch and all these guys, the city was going bankrupt and everybody moved to Long Island, moved to Westchester. And so now those people, those, those, those people like, grew their kids up in the suburbs and, you know, Jersey or wherever. Now their kids want to come back and, you know, they've been, they've been working in the city. Now they want to live in the city. They want to live and play in the city. Mm-hmm. And, and if you've been here, you know, through the good times and the bad, it doesn't matter. You, you asked out. Mm-hmm. Oh, last, I, last night, and you're talking about the city. Um, I, I, w- I went to a wedding in the uh, financial district, right? It started at 6 PM, ended at 12. I left at 11. You got to see the people walking around that area at 11 p.m. on a Sunday night. It was oh, amazing. Wow. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm like, don't nobody got to go to work tomorrow? I'm like, <laughs> it's not Saturday. And remember, it's Sunday. And down there is basically either, you know, um, restaurants or bars. There's no real club scene down there. And you're walking around just feeling the vibe. People outside last night, they say somebody told me I was there in this city, feeling the vibe. And those are the kids, you know, who came back from the burbs, say, I'm going to work here, I'm going to live here, and I'm going to enjoy everything the city has to um, to offer. Is of course, financial distancing. It's well lit down there. I'm very comfortable, once again, moving around there at my age. I'm like, okay, I can do this. A nice situation, but I do understand them wanting to come back to the city. To me, even though I live out in the burbs, ain't nothing like living in the city, man. Just incredible. Incredible. Yeah, if you can afford it, if, I, mean, I can't afford it. But yeah, yeah. you know, and, and I and I think I think you made a great point earlier. You were saying that uh, they're not afraid to have three and four roommates sharing that one bedroom or two bedroom apartment. Right. 
you know, they, they, they've been, you know, these college kids and they, they just continue the college lifestyle yes. uh, living in the, in, in the city, you know, whereas, you know, we're taught that when you leave home, you, you go get yourself a spot and uh, you post up and that's what you do. But these kids right. are like, nah, it's all right. You know, uh, they, they'll, they'll, they'll split that rent. If it's $4,000 a month or $5,000 a month, they'll come up with the 1250 between mm-hmm. four of them and, and, and make it happen. And, and it's, and it's killing, it's killing regular families because if you if you're you know if you're married you know with two small children you you know you, and maybe you have two breadwinners you're not coming up with no five thousand dollars a month to live in no apartment anywhere in the city you're just not yeah they're pricing you out now you gotta yes. go find some place that's affordable for you and your family and that usually ends up out there in far far rockaway which even out there they're building up yeah so, so where you going yeah so where you gonna go now mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Mark, what did you post? You posted uh, our crack research team as Mark Powell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we were asking about the Billing Heights, and I just saw a quickly yeah. article uh, says that there's. I thought there would be because if you typically Manhattan typically had all the tall buildings, but apparently there's no, I guess, legal reason. It's probably almost like a a gentleman slash wink wink agreement. Listen, we're not going to build any really tall buildings out in the other five boroughs. You know. And was kind of let Manhattan have all that because if you're in Staten Island, Bronx, and all the other places, there's not like, I mean, there's some, um, I guess, high rise apartments, but it's not like a skyline. So I guess that's right. sort of the the the, uh, the the trick. You can have a couple of high rise buildings, but you're not gonna have a skyline in Brooklyn or a skyline in the Bronx. It's just gonna be, you know, this building is 35 stories. This building is 25 stories, and it just kind of sticks out like a sore thumb, but I thought there was well, always the, sort of like a thing. Well, that's the thing. So you you just you just hit on it. So so Long Island City, Queens now has a skyline. Uh, Brooklyn behind this building and the ones that I'm sure are going to follow will have a skyline. You know, it used to, as you said, it used to be, you know, you came from the outer boroughs and you'd be driving like, you know, for us, we, you know, coming from Long Island, you know, we moved, when we moved out there, you know, I'd be driving up the, you know, 495 and you get past, uh, you know, uh, the Cross Island and you can see the skyline. You can see New York City. Uh, if you were coming from from you know South Brooklyn, you ride along the belt, and you you know you come around the uh, the, the uh, horn there on the, on the uh, BQE, you can see the skyline. Um, if you're coming from the other side on the BQE, BQE you can see the skyline. Um, uh, that's that's no longer the case. Now it is um, the outer boroughs are now, all, with the exception of Staten, Alabama, the outer boroughs. <laughs> Are gonna have their own skylines. It's 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 really. I mean, we're living through some some amazing times, and things Crazy are just moving times. so fast, Anthony. It's not like slow. They just in one one chunk. They just taking everything and just changing it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 it, it, it's it's. I'm not sure if it's moving moving fast or if we just weren't aware that it was going to happen. We weren't prepared for it because I'm sure these plans have been, were, were the, the groundwork for these plans, I'm sure, were yeah. being laid out 5, 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Cause how, many, how many years have we been going out to dinner? Me and you started the dinner thing. How many years has that been about? Uh, certainly, uh, I want to say like 99, 2000. 2000. So you so figure it's been, it's been 20, 23 years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so when we were going like downtown Brooklyn, night of the cookers, there were no high rises down. No, there. none whatsoever. 
So in 23 years, you have you have uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, Dumbo. 23 years, like you know, like now you have Dumbo, right? Um, and that that changed. Um, certainly, uh, as I said, the Long Island City area has changed. The the Bronx just happened. It seems like within the last three or four years. Uh, where they started building, and now all of a sudden, like these buildings are already up, and it seems like they—they—they, I mean, when you ride up uh, up the uh, uh, Deegan or the Bruckner, uh, up the Deegan, yeah, or the no, the, up the Deegan, that's where the buildings are. Yeah, you ride up the Deegan, you're looking left and right, you're like, well, what's going on here? It's crazy. And like remember, the right there, you can walk over the the two, the three bridges, right, the right. 149th Street, 145th Street Bridge, Madison Avenue, and Willis Avenue. And then you also got access to Yankee Stadium. It's right there off the Deegan. Yeah. All that stuff is there. So it kind of made sense to put those buildings there. And then if you go underneath the Deegan on the Bronx side, there's nightlife underneath there on the, where the cobblestone um, uh, streets are, right underneath the Deegan. There's, okay. there's, there's, there's a popping night scene there. Wow. Yes. I, I found it on a humble. Uh, Mr. Turn. And uh, trying to get to Manhattan to do some work. And I'm like, well, what the hell is this? Okay. Y'all got this hit down here. Really, really nice. Really, really nice. I haven't been back there, but the setup is incredible. Yeah. Well, our city is over. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Our city is over. It's done. You know, uh, it's not the only thing that's, 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 that's going through dramatic change. Uh, the NBA season is upon us again. Uh, starts tomorrow. Again, all, all games count. Uh, James Harden is still not back. So, <laughs> oh, You're looking for a fat suit. You're looking for a fat suit. Yeah, your boy. What's going on with your boy, Mark? He's doing the playbook that he did uh, what, in Houston and did it in Brooklyn. He's just, you know, at some point, the owners are going to put into the language of the of the CBA that say you, well in this case, well he has a, he has the one year contract, but say um, you do a Ben Simmons or even a James Harden, you got he, he opted in. So if he opts in and says, okay, fine, I'm going to opt in, and and then you know plays the baby role and does all the stuff that he's doing, so he can get traded to where he wants to go, get traded. Period. The owner's going to say, okay, fine, if you do that and you refuse to come to work and you refuse to offer services, because we're going to um, not only not pay you, you're not going to get to free agency next year. It will add another year to you because mm. that way you can't force your, you're going to say, well, if I sit out, then I'm still in the same boat I was last year and without any money. So that they're going to make that the case because you can't keep having these guys do a Ben Simmons or a James Harden and, you know, take the money and then say, I don't want to be here anymore. I mean, I know that the other people say, well, you know, the owners can trade them any, at, a, any, at a drop of a hat. And that's true. But the owners are the one who are the owners. They make the rules. You know, the person who has a goal makes well, the rules. Well, how do so, you get around a player saying that he's got an injury, back injury or something else? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the, hard to I, I don't know. Um, I, because if the team, you can't go by the team doctor because the team doctor works for the team. Right. So they're not going to, the player's not going to believe the team doctor. The team's not going to believe the player's doctor. So how you get around it, I don't know. But there's there, at some point, some you know being counter in NBA annals is going to figure out a way to say, listen, if X happens, these are the triggers that will allow this to, you know, um, financially hurt the person or make them a, a free agent 
not not not, not allow his free agency to come up so soon because I mean as a fan it's like as a fan I didn't want him to begin with because I you know I I knew I knew what he was but as just a a, a fan of my particular team but as a fan of the NBA it's ridiculous it's like I'm not saying you have to I don't want to go back to days before Kurt Flood no I don't want that but you can't have it this way either it's, it's funny it's funny thing many people bitch and moan about what LeBron quote unquote did. Every time LeBron left, he was a free agent. He could do what he wants to. He exactly. Like he, so I, I, although I didn't like him going to Miami, or even Kevin Durant, I didn't like him going to Golden State. As a free agent, do what you want to do that they allow. But this other way they're doing it, that I don't like. I don't like the the oh, what what Anthony Davis did. I don't like that deal where he just you know told uh, uh, Pelicans, yeah, I, basically I'm not signing or whatever. So trade me here, and they almost had to do it. I was, I was glad that Portland traded Dame to whatever the hell they want to trade him to. They got the best deal versus, you know, him saying, well, I'm only going here. Well, then, no, you're not. <laughs> you know, which is... It was, but look so, at the damage you do, you do to your teammates, you know, by doing this. If Philly fails to trade him, now he has to come back like a dog with his tail between his leg. You're not going to be received in the locker room as a cat that wants to be here. You just hear... Because you have no choice. Yeah, so I would. When, when you get on the floor and you're playing with these guys, can we trust them to make the right shot or make the right pass? Because as a player, that's the thought that's going to go through your head. Like he could really screw us badly. I don't think that. I don't think the players would do that. I think they will question effort. Like you know, instead of making that next rotation, he just won't do it. He, you know, or instead of to, instead of you know, um, you know, doing those things, he just won't do it. The bigger issue I have is that for a player like, say, a Maxi or an Embiid or anybody else on, on the team, because this is going on, your season doesn't start until he gets out of, out of your hair. So if he goes like like the Ben Simmons, what, 20, 30, 40, whatever, how long, many games it went in, their, their season was retarded because he just kind of held them on like on on check. I mean, every press conference – so what you know? What have you heard? Talk to James. What do you think about James? You mean you mean, you mean retarded in terms of slow down? Yeah, yeah, not yeah, not no. I wasn't saying anything, but yeah, slow down. Yeah, so yeah, so you you're constantly like, and the thing I which really annoys me as a Philly fan is why in the world are they giving so much latitude to Daryl Morey? What has he ever done? Then you would think as owners, listen, in, this is your guy. You brought him in. You want him. Fix it, or we'll fix you. We'll get your ass out. But it's like I don't understand why they can't say, "Listen, I don't. I know you're trying to get quote unquote win this trade, but in you trying to quote unquote win the trade, you are sinking the entire team. Everybody is on hold because this petulant baby doesn't want to play. So trade him to the Clippers, get what you can get, or just fire his ass. I mean, who? What is Daryl? It's not a. It's not the low. It's not Jerry West. It's Daryl Moore. He hasn't done anything. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's obviously it's his guy, and and I think you're right. I mean, I I I, I don't know. Uh, I think that L.A. tried to hold him up over some like mid level player, and that was what was the sticking point there. But I would know, too. Again, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously they know that they got to get rid of him, you know, and so at this point, either I mean, they could also suspend him. They could say, "Hey, listen, man, you suspended." Yeah, they, that that oh. was one of the options, and it would nice. That'd be the best option. And if I'm LA, why am I going to bid against myself? 
if he's if he, he's not him not being here is not hurting me. It's hurting you, hurting yeah. you guys. So eventually, you know, the owners will say enough is enough. Or more moreover, if Embiid said went to us, listen, you know, enough. You know, moving for anybody at this point. I'm tired of answering the question. I'm tired of waiting for something. I'm waiting. I'm tired of waiting for the other shoe. So move him. Let's screw it up when they, they screwed up the whole the whole thing when they brought him in and let you know. I mean, I, they let buckets go before they brought him in, but that was the guy they should have kept all along and figured out a way to pair him with Embiid and start building around. Remember why they let buckets that, go because that duo. Because yeah, not because be- of Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Ben had ass in the locker room. Ben couldn't take it. That's that's why they let him go because Jimmy. I mean, obviously, you know, Jimmy does like Miami, but he, that's Embiid's his boy. He was fine, but because Simmons couldn't take it, they had more trust in Simmons than they thought. And <laughs> yeah, that worked out right. Yeah, it worked out horribly. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. you know he he just... and you can see that Simmons had no heart. I mean, Simmons has never been a guy. I think Simmons was a kid that probably grew up to be six foot ten and had athletic gifts. Yeah, and was able to play the game. And because he was six ten and had athletic gifts, he it, it you know he was kind of pigeonholed into this sport that he doesn't really love. I don't think Simmons no loves basketball. No, no, he, he likes it. No. He likes it because he can do but it. He don't love it. It's no. not. He's not. He's there's no Mamba in him. No, no. There, there, there's, 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 there's <laughs> not even close. So, question, guys: If you are a owner, Arden Snake, would, would you take James Harden, knowing his track record? No. Would you Hell, take? No. I would only take him for the veteran minimum. There's no way I would invest in this guy. It's impossible because of his history. Right. This is not the first time he's done this. This he, is the third he, time. He bullied, he bullied his way out of Houston. He bullied his way out of the Brooklyn Nets. Now you're bullying your way out of the uh, out of the Philadelphia 76ers? Yeah. Nah, I'm doing that. Uh-uh. Yeah. I'll All wait right. until he get on waivers, and then I'll pick him up for the minimum, the minimum. but that's it, though. I agree you with know. you, Derek. And, and remember, what has he done in the playoffs? Exactly. Because right. I'm saying people Nothing. talk about, you know, they, they bitch him on, and I, and I still agree with this, too. Kyrie is a pain in the ass, a major pain in the ass. But that boy balls. He, he And in the playoffs, he really shows up. James Harden is a pain in the ass in the playoffs, flames out. So it's like, <laughs> if I'm going to get two pains in the asses, give me the one that shows up in the playoff time, and I'll, and I'll hope you know that I can get a championship out of him, and then he doesn't totally uh, sink the rest of the team. But I just don't understand. I don't understand the owner's capitulation to Maury. That's the part I don't get. So why aren't you – you're paying his salary. He's not the other way around. He said, listen. That's because Maury got them pictures. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Christmas party. That's why. Like I just just drive. It drives me crazy. It's like why this guy. If it was Jerry West, you go. You know what? I'm gonna trust this guy because he's got a pretty good track record. So he knows something I don't know. I don't think Maury's just trying to look good for Maury's sake versus trying to do what he's supposed to do, which is operate in the in the uh, interest, interest of the team. Of the team. Yeah. Well, I read you know it. I, read I, would, it. I, I would love to hear from these guys. And um, I, I hate to use this this scenario, but it, it, it does fit. Remember in the five heartbeats when Eddie Kane doesn't show up for a show and he gets stepped to by his guys. And it's like, yo, man, you you didn't show up over some nonsense between you and Jimmy. You left us hanging for that. And I think that's the conversation Embiid and Harris and Maxie you need to have with him. Yo, I get what you're trying to do. And that's that's love. 
But in the meantime, until they work this out, come here for the team. Come here for us. Play as Great hard as you point. can. If something gets worked out, it's good. If not, let's rock out um, you know, to the end of the season until your contract is up. But show up for your teammates. That's right. that's the part that he's got Great. me like kind of like, ah, I, I'm I'm not feeling that. You know, and I'm hoping if they didn't, they have they will have that conversation with him. No, here's his, the thing his, I find most amazing. Hang on, Mark. Yeah. The thing I find most amazing is that he's on an expiring contract. Yeah. Don't you think that on an expiring contract, there would be a motivation? You say, I, I cannot stand feeling I gotta get out of here. So my only way out of here if I can't force this deal, is to flat out ball out. Yes. Ball out, and then I can write my own ticket to anywhere I want to go. Or they'll, they'll you know, sign me for another, you know, they'll, they'll be able to pay me the most, but I will be able to write my ticket to anywhere I want to go. Right. I don't understand the, that's the, an the logic. That's yeah, our logic, but that's not his logic. He's clearly something, there's yeah. something not right with him. Well, he's think about where he's been. This guy played... With Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, couldn't get a chip. Then he played in Houston, uh, pretty solid team, couldn't get a chip. Left, forced himself to 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 Brooklyn, Brooklyn where they had a, 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 a three headed, four headed monster of a team, couldn't get a chip. Now he's in Philly, where you you yeah you lost uh, in the in the. Uh, Finals to or, or the semifinals to to Boston, but Boston had a great team. Um, you know, as as you guys all pointed out, you flamed out, but Boston had a good team. I mean, you still you 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 still are on a team that is going to contend that could yes. conceivably contend. Yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't you want to run it back? Because mm-hmm. here's here's two things. He's selfish, but we know how we, here's the evidence of that. Well, think about it. he's he was. Spoon fed by Maury when he got when he got the, when he traded him OKC OKC traded him, then Maury gives him the coach of of all coaches for somebody like them and um, Dan Tony so he just everything ran through ran through him. Screaming A had a point saying that he talked his way out of Houston because when he went to I guess please, free agency, please explain who Screaming A is. So, Screaming A so Smith, think- oh Stephen A Smith, that guy. <laughs> uh, he talked himself out of the Houston contract because he was when he was there. Um, he was telling um, uh, uh, Udoka that he wanted to essentially go back to the old heart, and, and Udoka's like, I, "I don't want that. Right. <laughs> We're not trying to have that." We're talking <laughs> about, and then if you listen to the comments that Doc said post getting uh getting fired, he was also kind of hinting at the fact that Harden wanted to do it his way. He 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 wanted to win, but he was happy if he he was happier getting his numbers than he was getting the win. He was happy, you know. I just want to get my numbers up, and if you know my numbers are up, then I did my job type deal versus whatever it took takes to win. Now he was now Harden's backlash will be well. I led the team in assists. It seemed to be a hollow stat. Moreover, he wanted to win his way. That's why he wanted to go back to Houston. That's why he wanted to um, to play when he played with Doc. That's why he was always kind of button heads with Doc. Well, what does he think is? Just curious. I'm, I'm just tossing it out there. What does he think is going to happen when there's only one basketball and there's Kawhi and there's Paul George and him? And Westbrook. And Westbrook. One basketball. And three of the four of those guys are L.A. guys. Well, here's what here's what I think is going to happen. All gonna... trying to shine for their town, their hometown. I think, uh, actually, all four of them are L.A. guys. Isn't it Harden from L.A.? 
I know Westbrook uh, is. I, I think or well, George I think and Kawhi. Well, yeah, all three. Yeah, three of them are from from LA, and I think uh, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah, all the, okay. So it's all four. Yeah, I think here's what the, the saving grace would be if he goes there, but he'll he'll complain and it won't make a difference. Is Ty Lue will step to him, and if he doesn't agree, Ty Lue don't. Ty Lue stepped to LeBron at LeBron's highest at, at, when he had his highest power when he was King LeBron, and Ty was essentially unproven. He went to him and said pretty much, "This is what I need you to do. You got to do this." So Harden is far from LeBron. So if he can step to LeBron and say, listen, you need to do this. I need you to be this. Who the hell is James Harden to say anything? Ty Lue's like, listen, it's easier for a guy like Ty Lue to say that to to Harden because of he's always been a role play. He understands how this works. Listen, we need all the parts to make this machine go. While Harden just thinks, you know, if I, you know, put up my 40 points, it's not my fault we lost. Maybe if you got, you know, maybe if you got 15 and 20 or 20 and 10, maybe we would have had a better chance. Maybe the bounce because it's sort of like the, um, I always go back to when I talk to Preston about basketball. It's this, the, it's the philosophy that a pop used against D'Antoni when he had those Phoenix teams. You know what? Yeah, the regular season, you can do what you want. Playoff. Um, Nash, score 50 points. What do I care? We're going to clamp down on everybody else. We're not going to have you have 15 points and 30 assists. If you want to have 50 points, go right ahead. We'll just clamp right. everybody else down. And then when it comes crunch time, when nobody's had the ball all game, then we'll clamp you down and be like, listen, you, you haven't given me the ball all game long. Now you want to give me the ball? And then they <laughs> tighten up. And that's the same thing with Harden. That's how, that's how they lost in the playoffs. Well, let me ask this question, Dirk. Um, Role could he possibly play with the with the other three heads? Um, what is his role on, on an LA Clipper team as as it's currently constructed? And you and you gotta understand his his mindset. He would be going there thinking he's that guy, and they're gonna build this around me. When meanwhile you got you got Paul George, mm-hmm. and you got now remember this is the sticky point where he might have a point, you know. Kawhi ain't playing too much. You might see him on the sideline for the uh, Colorado Buffaloes, but you ain't seeing him too much up in the motherfucking arena and shit. Unless he got he got his clothes on like we got our clothes on. So he might be banking on Kawhi playing half the season and then I could come in and hold it down with Paul George and then Kawhi will fall in line when he gets back. That's the only logic, but he cannot in no shape or form think he's better than Kawhi or Paul George. He does feel he's better than uh, Westbrook, and he's probably feeling that Westbrook would be a part of the trade to get him there. Mm. Yeah, but why would Philly want Westbrook? I understand that. We're talking about crazy James Harden, man. This is what I I see might happen. He might come off the bench. He might be that that sixth man. Who's he starting over? No chance. Ego, Keith, that ego with this guy. It ain't going to happen. Okay. Then, again. He, then he be boycotting the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the point. As a gen, as a manager or owner, you got to really rethink this clearly. Like, is this the guy that we really want? Right. You have yeah, to. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I don't see it. I don't. I don't see how it's going to work. No, neither uh, why. Before we, before we cut out of here, uh, I just read where LeBron James wants to play not only. Uh, with uh, uh, Bronny James, but he also wants to stick around long enough to play with Bryce. It's just doing too much. What 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 grade is Bryce in? I even I, 
I think, I think 11th, 10th or 11th. He's not a senior yet. Right. He has a long way to go. Who said the guy's going to make it to be the, the better one? He's supposed to be the better one, the youngest one. Bryce right? is supposed to be, yeah, better. Yeah, than Bryce Bronny. about six, 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 seven. He long, man. Yeah. Oh, he's oh he's bigger than Bronny. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, I know that. Mm-hmm. He's he's long, and you know who else's son is doing well? Um, Carmelo Anthony's son, Kyan. Yes. Went to Syracuse, right? He got. Did he? T- I know he took a visit there because it was a shot of he him. He took the uh, visit. Yeah, they didn't say he accepted uh, though. Yeah, uh, to Florida, um, Florida State, I think he went yeah, there. He's, he's gonna be a Syracuse guy though. Ain't no how you gonna go somewhere else and your daddy done built the gym. No, you you go in there. It's cold. They got my money unless they gonna get this money back. You go in there. Hey, they got my money, man. It's cold up there in Syracuse in the winter time. It was cold up there for me and your mama, but they got our <laughs> money. You go. I'll get you a winter coat. You be all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think he'll go to Syracuse. You know, I'll tell you why. Because A, he doesn't want to be in that shadow. He wants to establish his own thing. And B, Syracuse ain't what Syracuse was. I mean, when 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 Carmelo went there a million years ago, um, it was still like, you know, the Big East, it was still a thing. But like now. Ain't nobody trying to go to Syracuse. I mean, in the ACC, they ain't nobody trying to go there. If he has the chance to go to another ACC school, I don't know why he would go to Syracuse. I'm surprised. I tell you this, and if it's not the Cuse, St. John's. Really, Dirk? Where, where is he like based out of? Like what? He goes. He goes to high school in Long Island now. Where? What's the power? There's some sort of power high school out there. I so he's know. not in California no more. The only power high school. We, we, we talking about um, Carmelo's um, son. son. Yeah, he used to go to school out in California. No, he was at Christ the King in, in, in Queens. Wow, okay. I didn't know that. What is the big power school out there on Long Island? Uh, I don't know. Is it, is Years it ago, it was Long Island Lutheran, but I'm not sure. That's where he's probably at. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's where that kid is probably at. He transferred during the middle of last season Yep, from yep. Um, Long Island Lutheran the King to this school. Goes. That's you, you know hot dog school, Derek. The Long Island Lutheran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, Long Island Lutheran. Yeah, that that's was a nice facility though. That's a great that's facility. A very, it's a that's a high school that's like a, a college, mini college. Campus for the high it's school, yeah, very 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 nice. I had that, a lot that, of that, yeah, he's he's at Long Island. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, he is at Long Island Lutheran, and they got him down as a shooting guard. Sure. Listen, y'all gotta tell Derek about the area. He knows the bathroom very well. Oh, I know the bathroom. Yeah, they, <laughs> they set me up. They set me up. <laughs> Keith, I'm telling you, they didn't say nothing to your cousin. <laughs> we didn't know you. You was there first. Come I on, found man. out after the. Y'all worked at that camp before. Y'all knew the deal. No, I never. That was. I worked. That was the first time I ever worked there. That was the first time I'd ever been there. Oh God. Oh, Mark, have you been to the camp? Were you at the camp as a as a as a player? That's only when as a player. I, I was too young to be a, a counselor. Okay, so then you knew the story behind the hot dogs before I got there, and you said no. <laughs> I don't remember, Keith. It was the first time they had the hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't get me, so apparently there's something going on in you. <laughs> no, they got, no, they got me there. Something was something was was not right with the hot dogs. I mean, for, for people who don't know the, the background of this story, oh, uh, we're, we're Derek and I working as camp counselors at. at the aforementioned Long Island Lutheran, which is a basketball powerhouse school. And they have this this great uh, – Bob McKillop, uh, a long-time coach, had this great – Coach of uh, great, Davidson. Coach Davidson, Steph Curry. Right. Yeah. Uh, coach Steph Curry, exactly. Had this amazing camp 
uh, where he brought in all he brought in great coaches and 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 great staff, and we just happened to be there. And our, our father, his you know, Derek's uncle, was it was uh, uh, one of the uh, coaches there, and so he got us all you know put on, and and Mark got a chance to you know go to the camp for free. Um, so you know, at the end of like you know the morning session, there's lunch, you know, and the lunch was, I mean, lunch wasn't bad. No, I didn't know nothing about great. the hot dogs till after the fact. Lunch was great. Um, and you know, then there was, you know, the, after, after lunch, uh, guys, you know, the councils, you know, play pickup basketball. That was you know, fun games to watch. Great, good, 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 oh, great, great games. But, um, apparently this day something went wrong with the hot dog delivery. I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> maybe the hot dog sat outside the truck and the air conditioning in the truck broke, but the hot dogs had gone bad. <laughs> and nobody knew the hot dogs was bad, uh, but apparently Derek got to lunch before we did. You know, I guess because what happens you 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 referee yeah, yeah. a bunch of games all over all over this huge campus. You know, and as soon as your game is over, you know you're done. You, you know, your session lunch, is yeah. done. You, you and you, you know you can kind of go chill. So I guess this game ended early. Let uh, the clock run. Me, I call a lot more fouls. <laughs> Uh, so my game ended a little later. So I come and I see Mark at lunch, and I'm like, "Yo, where's Derek?" He said, "He, you know, he ran past me to the bathroom." <laughs> he said, "I don't know." He said he wasn't feeling well. I said, "Okay." So apparently, like an hour later, he emerges like a groundhog day. Like he comes out and tells us that it was the hot dogs that got him. So I said, "Okay." That's and, what it was. And, and you know, and, and Keith, I wasn't the only one in there. I tell you, <laughs> I don't know what they did to them dogs. That, that, but that was the that was the it might have been the first and the last time because I think I had some hot dogs with the chips. I'm like, this is it for me. I'm good. I'll get something else every day coming in this joint. Hello? Yeah, yeah. Hello? Yeah, we hear you. Oh yeah, no, I'm yeah, yeah, we're here. Got... Okay. So that's what happened. You did you hear the story about the, the... Yeah, yeah, we heard the whole yeah, story. Yeah, we heard you. They we heard, heard you set me up. No, I'm just saying. I, how do we? How do was we? Was it Oscar Mayer Wieners, Derek? I don't, I don't know what I, was. I, I, I honestly remember Mark like smiling and giggling like, while I was eat. eating them. I, that's yeah, my, I don't, that's that's I don't remember at all because I, I, I probably ate a ton of those hot dogs because either that I think that either hot dog and or hamburger it was probably like one of the recurring uh, lunches. But right. I don't remember laughing, but I do remember um, that happening. And the best part of the camp, like my brother said, that camp where where Carmelo's kid is going was just the coaches that Coach McKell would bring in was a who's who of, of basketball yeah. at the time. I remember got a great lecture from Rick Pitino, Jim Beheim, um, Rick nice. Barnes, um, Texas just, Providence. Yeah, yeah it was NBA the, referees they yeah, would bring in. It was like mm-hmm. to talk I mean, to this yeah, big yeah. facility and uh, all these. It was just. I, mean, I don't think they do the camp. I'm pretty sure they don't do the camp because you know everything is different. But that was a great experience. And yeah, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I mean, everybody talks about the five star camps, and and I'm not. It's not at that level in terms of of the of the talent they're bringing in. Uh, but in terms of 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 camping experience, if you want to learn the game of basketball, yeah, that was a great place yeah. to be. That was it. It was really nice. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't know how to play until I went to that camp. I, Dad was like, "You want to go?" I was like, "Yeah, I guess so. Might as well. I need to know nothing else. <laughs> I'm like, you plan anything else for me this summer?" So, <laughs> 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 I'm go get some ball, right? 
I'm laying on this floor. Yeah, I guess I'll go to the camp and play some, play your little basketball. <laughs> I learned to play that. Uh, I was going in seventh grade. So I learned to play it was my, uh, I guess, in the sixth grade, going to seventh grade. That's how I learned to play basketball essentially in one summer. Made the team, mm-hmm. my, um, my, my junior high school team. But I never played. We didn't play. We played football. We played football. Yeah. We played uh, baseball. Mainly we played football. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go do this. Yeah, why not? So uh, before we cut out, um, I'm going to ask you guys a simple question. I'm going to ask you, ask you this question. Um, as the NBA season is upon us, and this is kind of like our NBA preview. We do one every year. Tell me something that I'll be surprised at by the All-Star break. Start with you first of all, Mark. Oh, my gosh. Um, that you'll be surprised at by the All-Star break. Um I, I don't have any uh, crazy thing. I, the only thing I could possibly think of is that Denver would be probably around 500 come All Star break. Not that it would be a bad team. They just won't. I think they just won't realize what it's like to be the champs yet. So around about 500 ish. The teams get up for them every every night. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, Kate. I say the Knicks firing tips because I think oh, wow. they're gonna get tired of him. Ain't gonna have to let him go because I was looking at the you know the Knicks roster and there it's the base same roster they had last year yeah basically they really have an upgrade with other teams. uh, Did (laughs) Vincenzo? Another wild wild cat. Really? Now we now now we play Villanova. Yes, Villanova North. That's what that school. That's what that team. Villanova Knicks. Yeah, that's what they are. Mm -hmm. No. It's basically the same team and really no changes. So unless Tibbs play those young guys off the bench and let them have free reign to do what they can do, I, I see him going by All-Star. Wow. Wow. Okay. Derek? I got two things. The first thing is uh, it's I don't – you know, on the line with what Keith is saying about the Knicks – is that the media is going to be crucifying them from trading Obi Toppin? I think Obi Toppin playing along, um, playing in Indiana with the uh, guy Halle Berg, the, the really good point guard, is going yeah. to have a hell of a year uh, by halftime. And I also think that the kid in Washington, Jordan Poole, makes the All Star team. Oh hmm. wow! Well, well, Dirk, he's the only shooter they got. They don't trade exactly. right away. <laughs> he can fill it up. Yeah, he can fill it up. I think this guy's going to be an All Star in Washington. All right, for me, I think the Golden State dynasty talk ends this year. I think by I think by by the middle of the season, they're gonna have to make some moves and they're gonna break they're gonna break up that team. Well, they just That's, signed Draymond. Clay got a contract, so who's gonna go? Steph ain't somebody, going. In the words, like Mark likes to say, somebody got to go. <laughs> Somebody got to go. So that's what I. That's that. Yeah, that's 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 my wild prediction. I I think yeah that that uh, they're gonna find themselves in a West that they just can't compete in, and at some point they're gonna have to start rebuilding because yeah, even though they paid Draymond, they paid Steph, uh, and they they paid Clay, they're gonna find that they're gonna just have to you know start to rebuild. They're, they're, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be the this is the end. They're not going to have a Chicago Bulls style last dance. They, this is this is it. So this is their last dance this year. 
I, 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 they're not even going to be dancing. They're going to be on the wall. Ooh. But that's that's my prediction. Okay. We got to see so, this happen. So let me just, so just before we go, before we go. So Mark, what'd you say again, Mark? I think, uh, come, you said also break. I said Denver's going to be around, hovering around 500. You know, like a game or two above or below. Okay. That's Mark. Keith, you said what? The Knicks going to fire tips. tips. Okay. And, and Derek, I said, uh, Jordan Poole makes the All Star, and the the city's going to be on New York on the Knicks case for trading Obi Toppin because he's going to have a great uh, first half of the season. So Obi Toppin backlash for the Knicks. I don't uh, think he can play, but we'll and, see. And I say that they're breaking up Golden. They're breaking up the band. That's my that's my prediction. All right, so I wrote it down, and so at All Star break, we will revisit this conversation. Okay. That's for uh, sure. So any 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 other topics before we cut out of here? You was talking about Taylor Swift, you know, real quick. Oh, yeah. You, you, yeah, I don't, you have four minutes. I have four minutes. So about Taylor, I, well, I, here's what I'm, I'm tired of. I'm tired of this Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey spectacle. If he's smashing, good for him. But my thing is, you know, I, I saw who Travis was dating before Taylor Swift. And, and I was, as I was saying off the air, um, you know, I know Taylor's rich. You know, she's not hood rich. You know, she damn near Oprah rich. She got big, right. big. She got, right. she got, she got, yeah, she got bank. But damn, son. Uh, you know, I posted the picture. You all saw the picture. Yes. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm saying. going with the uh, 700 million. <laughs> I'm not I can learn to love her. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, Derek, Derek, Derek. Oh, 700 God. million? Oh, I can fall in love. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. You, so you doing so so you saying Travis is doing a Stedman grant. Exactly. Stedman. You see, you don't get nothing for Stedman. Hey, baby, just keep bringing them checks in here. Stedman, a good old boy. I'll be a good old boy. That's right. What? You ain't got to hear nothing from me. But shoot, my allowance, as long as my allowance is up there, we good. The minute. You are a million short with my money. All oh, hell gonna break loose. I'm breaking up. I'm not in love no more. <laughs> I don't got used to this money, man. It's but remember what she's doing, hanging out with him, and she's keeping his name alive and really out there with Kansas City. Kansas City's a good team, you know. This is all. This is his business. You know her track record. She dropped him, you know, in a, in a heartbeat. But at no, least she goes, she's, she's writing a song. I'm sure she's writing the exactly. song. But at least he gets to get his name out there and make some money, man. But I, I would go for the – he get tired of picking up the, the bill with that other chick. Got to get her nails done. Got to get a weave done. Taylor ain't got no weave. Nah, 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 nah. Ain't doing all that. Ain't doing all that. Nah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Save your money. Save your money. And that's what he's doing, and he's making some money. Mm-hmm. All right. So you take the seven, seven I'm taking the 700 and you know she get ready to make more money. So, yes, I'm going with the $700 million. The what famous- that lady said, what's love got to do with it? <laughs> I'm going to top that with the Beatles. Money can't buy you love. She. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to top it with her second verse. It's just a second hand emotion. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If y'all have not subscribed to Pound to the People. This is what you're missing. Make sure you do anywhere you listen to your podcast, anywhere you get your podcast, you can get us. You can find us on Instagram, 
uh, if you if you like to follow us on Instagram, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on social media. Aside from Instagram, you can find us on Facebook at uh, Power to the People on Facebook. You can find us on X, Power to the Peeps, P-O-W-E-L-L, the number two. The letter is D-A-P-E-E-P-S, Power to the Peeps on X. You can find us back here next week doing the same old thing, same bat time, same bat channel. See you then. Peace. Hey.